Hey everybody, I'm, I've got something I want to share with you in the Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 2, verse 7 and 8 uh, talks about a, an interesting mystery. And I have a guest with me today that I want to introduce to you. But let me read the, the passage and then we'll bring our guest in to explain uh, something pretty, pretty powerful about this. I'm in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, I'd like to read the whole chapter, but, but we're just going to read two, two verses here. It's beginning in verse 7. It says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before, uh, before the world unto our glory. And then verse 8, which, not, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. That's a powerful passage. We're going to explain, have our guests explain that to us in today's program. Stay tuned. All right, crossing the spotlight here. I'm your host, Brother Dan Goodwin, and I've got a guest with us today in the studio, and he's going to explain this passage to us in just a moment. But uh, my good friend, Pastor Bill Waugh, it's good to have you on the program today, Brother Bill. You're now pastoring of uh, you're pastoring in Goshen, Kentucky. That's right, Liberty Baptist Church. Okay, which is 20 minutes from Louisville, or less. And depending on how fast you drive, it's on Route 42, <laughs> yeah. real beautiful road That's from right. Louisville to LaGrange. Goshen, Kentucky on Liberty Lane. And you are 10 minutes uh, south of LaGrange, something like that. Mm, kind of north. Oh, it's north of LaGrange. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm confused. But anyway. Well, we're, we're right next to, we're half a mile from the river, so it's got to be north. Okay. All right, so uh, Goshen, Kentucky, if anybody want, would like to visit his church, Sunday's 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock some morning, uh, preaching service. Then our, instead of an evening service, we have an afternoon service at 1. Okay. And we have our second service. Is there a Wednesday thing? Or you, you 6 o'clock, prayer meeting, Bible study. We're teaching through the uh, apostles right now. Okay. Uh, I'll probably have Rex put something on the screen about about the address or something. Okay. Um, I would highly recommend if you're anywhere near his church, if you're in the Louisville area, Lagrange or Bedford, or anywhere around there, I would I would encourage you to pay a visit to uh, Brother Wall's church. Uh, he preaches a lot of prophecy. He's right on the money. I've taught him anyway. I'm joking, but uh, he's right on the money. He's he's a good preacher and he's got some good stuff. And we have on the website a little clip that we did um, in the last YouTube video that That's we right. did. We did a little clip about one of his messages that he preached that is on the website and available for you to, to get. Uh, so just go to Crossing Spotlight and, uh, and look for that, and you'll, you'll see it there. And uh, you have something that I remember you preaching way back, somewhere around 2008 or nine. I heard you preach this, and I've never heard anybody, to this day I've never heard anybody talk about what, what you're going to share with us in the program today. Something about, I think you call it the, something about the mystery of the gospel. Of course, our, our listeners know about the mystery of the church. The church was a mystery uh, that was hidden from view until God revealed it to Paul. Mm -hmm. The rapture was a mystery revealed to Paul. Um, but there's something else that you bring out that you, that you claim was a mystery to even the demonic world. And so we're going we're gonna to let you loose with this, but it, go, it goes back to this verse, that had they known, 
they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So take off from there, brother, and share, share this mystery with us. Well, I'll do my best. God is omniscient. He's all-knowing. And he's omnipresent. The enemy isn't. We know from the time Satan fell, was ejected out of heaven, we know he was waiting to try to throw a monkey wrench into God's plan and try to hurt what was dearest to God. So he is trying to, in the Garden of Eden, he deceives Eve, Adam follows, mankind gets cursed. And he understands that there's a promise that one day from the seed of Eve would come a deliverer, would come the Messiah. Mm -hmm. And what's the first thing he does? He tries to, he gets one of the brothers killed. Yet Cain, Cain, Cain rising up against Abel. Abel. And from the very start, the enemy is trying to stop what God has planned and what God has promised. And that goes to Revelation 12, doesn't it? The, 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 the dragon seeking to devour the Man child, child as soon as, as, soon as it was born. That explains the, the thing in Exodus where he kills all the boys. Since he's so many times wiser than us and so much more intelligent than us, and we live 70, 80 years, and then we die. Think about it. He has been, he has been getting wiser for 2,000 years now in the church age. 6,000 years of human history. So he has been watching and waiting to try to spoil God's plans. Mm -hmm. But what we just read is Paul told the, the church in Corinth, we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. I believe that goes much farther than the Pontius Pilots and the Herods. I believe the enemy, knowing his character... He would have done everything he could to have kept Jesus from dying on the cross, paying for the sin debt of the whole world, and it would become his ultimate defeat. Satan is the destroyer, and I believe he thought he was killing the Son of God, destroying the Son of God, but there was a mystery taking place that even the apostles didn't know, maybe with the exception of John the Beloved. In other words, you're saying that Satan felt like he had a victory when he killed the Messiah. Yes. Or, or orchestrated that whole thing. You feel like he felt like he'd, he'd, he'd won. Sure. Until he Jesus been, got up. He had been watching. He had been watching the prophets. He had been having, having them killed. He had just been destroying from day one. But this gospel was kept a mystery, even... The apostles did not fully understand the death, burial, resurrection being Christ's right. ultimate victory and Satan's defeat. Right. Or if they understood it fully, they may have been with him the whole time. They wouldn't have scattered. They wouldn't have ran. But there are secrets that are kept from Satan and the forces of evil in this world uh, until God allows them to understand or us to understand at a later date. In other words, and by the time they understand, it's, it's too, too late. late. It's too late. Knowing Satan's character, the scripture says he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Now, you made a statement. If he would have known it. You made a statement here. You said, uh, which none of the princes of this world knew. You said you don't think that's just talking about Pontius Pilate and, 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 and you know, the, the high priest and all them. Who you 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 think that some of the princes here are talking about demonic beings? Well, if if Satan understood the death, burial, resurrection of Christ and its timing, 
knowing his character, he would have fought against it. He would have did everything he could to keep Jesus from Calvary. Yeah, But sense. yet, what happens is, everything is rushed. It's the eve of Passover. There's a kangaroo trial. They're rushing to get him crucified and in the tomb before the sun goes down. On the only day Jesus could have died, and the, and the Bible's still been true. The Bible says in Daniel, we read... Um, uh, we read about a prophecy about the 70 weeks in chapter number 9, and we read about when the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, would be cut off, 483 years after the command to rebuild the city and the wall. So the enemy has access to the Word of God. I believe that's one of the reasons Daniel wrote his book and God told him to seal it. It was to seal it for a later date and to seal it from the enemy. Mm -hmm. It may have been the, the Magi from Babylon that get a hold of Daniel, open it, find out roughly when uh, this king is going to be born in Jerusalem, and what happens? The red dragon's waiting to devour him as soon as he's born. Uh, the prophets wrote things, and they didn't always understand them. We look in Ezekiel. Uh, we read about a character called the Prince of Tyre, which as you continue to read the chapter in Ezekiel chapter 28, it's clearly talking about Satan. He He's right. been in Eden, the garden of God. But verse 3 says, uh, Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. There's no secret that they can hide from thee. I believe that they's talking about the prophets. So there's things that Satan understood that the prophets didn't even understand. Mm -hmm. But since God is always ahead, and he never allows that illumination of truth until the proper timing, the enemy didn't know the identity of Christ. Uh, he knew roughly when he was going to be born. Now That's you, why he killed all the, the, the male children in the land of Ramah. Because he was trying to kill whoever's going to be born that could rise to power. Yeah. And, you know, an angel comes to Mary and Joseph, tells them to go to the last place the enemy would guess. They're hiding in Egypt when... The enemy's trying to kill the Son of God. So Yeah, that's the last place we would have expected the Messiah to be was Egypt. Sure. So the enemy tries to destroy him at his birth. And at age two, he escapes that. He's in Egypt and then later goes to Nazareth. Did the enemy take a 28-year vacation? I think he didn't know the true identity of the Messiah. If I was the enemy, I would probably have been watching John the Baptist. And you and I discussed this many years ago, and we both came to that same conclusion, that John the Baptist was probably who Satan was watching. Yes. Here's a guy out preaching in the wilderness, great crowds coming to him. Make way, of the, make way of the way of the Lord he's talking about. And Even before that, he was the son of a priest. Yeah. He was filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb yeah. at a time when men weren't sealed like they are today in the church age. So... He was probably watching John while Jesus was yeah. was maturing to the age thirty, where he could be working a man, in a carpenter's, where he could uh, be a priest. And um, then, as soon as uh, and by the way, Zechariah, um, his father, was revealed this truth about his son being the forerunner. You can read about it in Luke one when he was inside uh, the temple in the holy place. Yeah, and he. The, the Lord stopped his tongue because if he would have came out of that temple and said, my son is not the Messiah, but he's going to be the forerunner of the Messiah, the enemy may have looked elsewhere. Here's something interesting. He's watching John 
Here's something I never thought of. I, I, I remember that he, may, he couldn't talk until his son was born. Mm-hmm. And in other words, God didn't want any of this getting hurt. That's right. How about inside the Holy of Holies where Zechariah was that day? On that one day a year when the high priest could go in but not without blood. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that Satan had no access to the inside of the Holy of Holies? I, believe you're, ex- I and, believe you're exactly right. And couldn't have heard or known anything that transpired in no. there. And so the enemy knows roughly when he's going to be born and he's waiting. He doesn't know exactly who the Son of God is. But when he matured around 30 years of age, John the Baptist, who he, the enemy would have been watching, said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. The very next thing, Satan leaves his throne wherever it's at and comes to Jesus and follows him up on the mountain to be tempted in the wilderness. And he said, If thou be the Son of God. Right. So I propose to you there's a great chance that he did not know the identity of the Messiah until John announced it. And then he focused on the life of Christ several times, tried to have him uh, um, uh, killed by the multitude, drown in the, uh, well, the ship, the Sea of Galilee, over and over. He must, that day when he met him on the, at the Jordan, and he says, Behold, the Lamb of God. He also said, He must increase, I must decrease. All of a sudden, it's just like a, a Hollywood movie. All of a sudden, the camera, the spotlight, the spotlight leaves John, turns to the guy coming down through the field there. Who, who is that? Who? And so all the focus suddenly goes off of John and goes to Jesus. And not long after, John's going to be arrested and he'll be in prison for you know about Herod's wife and all that, and uh, and he'll he'll be beheaded. Yeah. So the timing of his birth, he had to be born at exactly the right time to be of age, to die at exactly the right time, 483 years after the command to rebuild Jerusalem and the wall. That was Mm -hmm. the prophecy that was sealed up in In other words, the 69th week. So the enemy knew a rough time frame, but he didn't know the exact date, and he didn't know uh, the identity, quite possibly. Well, I'm with you. I mean, if I was Satan, I'm I'm watching that guy who was filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. Because nobody on earth can explain that. Biblically, yeah. you can't explain that. Well, the enemy knows who's filled with the Holy Spirit and who's not. But I mean, and, it didn't happen. No, I mean, how do you get filled with the Holy Ghost in in your mother's womb? You're not even that was, can't be explained. It was a doctrinally. miracle from God. That was a that was a smokescreen to get Satan watching the wrong person. But Satan knew the rough time frame, and it's not Christ's birth was not what was expected. I mean, he's born, he's a carpenter's son. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And, uh, and yeah. here he is. And part of it was John was the decoy and Jesus was the Messiah. So his birth had to happen exactly at the right time so his death could happen at exactly the right time. And this was kept as a mystery until it was too late to change it. Um, I believe when John said, Behold the Lamb, that's when the enemy immediately began following him and uh, trying to destroy his ministry. He said in Matthew 4, if thou be the Son of God. So um, Now we offered him several things there, and we've talked about that on the show before. One of the things he said, he took him up on the pinnacle, showed him the kingdoms of the world. Yeah. And he says, bow down to me, worship me, and I'll give you all this. That's right. And of course, a lot of preachers said, hey, just... Bless God, he just offered him what's already his. Christ already owns that. No, he doesn't. He hadn't defeated Satan. He hadn't paid for the sin debt. He hadn't uh, Adam, collected the keys of death and hell. Adam had forfeited the kingdom 
Adam That's was right. given the dominion of the world. And it went back to Satan. It went back as to Satan. As it was forfeited of war. when he sinned. And when Jesus died, the second Adam, he reclaims what the first Adam lost. And he will do that when he comes back on the white horse with the title deed in his hand. And he'll come back and reclaim the planet, I believe, so, at the second coming. So on the mountain, Jesus is, faces Satan face to face. And he's given three temptations. Turn the stones into bread. And that's a great deception right there because that says, he's saying, don't wait on God's provision. It's all up to you. Do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Make your own food. And that's an example of Armenianism. That's a work salvation. And that's a, uh, don't, wait, don't wait on God. Do it yourself. Do your own works. The second temptation, he says, you should jump from the pinnacle of the temple and uh, that means it's not up to you. That's all up to God. That's an example of hyper-Calvinism, that, that um, uh, it's all in God's choosing. And then the third one was just out-and-out out Satanism. That's if you want the kingdoms of this world, which Satan was currently at that time in charge of, yep. he says, bow down and worship me. That's Satanism. So you see three great deceptions. You see work salvation or Armenianism. You see hyper-Calvinism and... and um, then you see Satanism. So hell's full of people that uh, believe they're either working their way to heaven, they were or weren't chosen, or if you want all this stuff, bow down and worship me. And he quotes the word of God. Satan walks off the mountain scratching his head because he had never confronted somebody like him because he was the son of God. But he tries to sink him in the ship on the Sea of Galilee with the, the, the terrible um, um, storm. Mm -hmm. He has the crowd go after him. Men even take a vow of death uh, to destroy him. But the days are ticking down. Even if Jesus went on the, the Passion Week, if he would have went to Jerusalem too early, he may have been crucified before the right. eve of Passover, yeah. before Passover Eve. He had to come at exactly the right time so he could die on that cross and be put in the tomb before the sun went down on Passover because he became our Passover yeah. and he died on Passover. He was buried on unleavened bread. He was in the ground. He rose on first fruits and empowers the body of Christ on Pentecost. Mm -hmm. And uh, it would stand to reason. He's probably coming back on the feast of trumpets yes, or the sir. last Trump one day. Yeah. But this was kept a mystery and the enemy didn't understand it. If the enemy understood he's going to pay for the sins of the world I'm going to be defeated. He's going to raise from the dead. And the curse will eventually be lifted because of what he's about to do. He would have kept him. He would have not have crucified the Lord of glory. So the enemy probably thought it was a great victory when Jesus died on the cross. He's dead. His, 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 his blood has been shed. He's, he's dead. He's cold. He's in the tomb. He's buried. The stones rolled over. And thank yeah. God three days and three nights went by. And he only needed that tomb for the weekend. And, be, and because of this deception, or the hidden mystery, if you want to call it that, that God had clouded over, Satan, is a, is a tool of God, was used of God to help bring all this to pass perfectly. Not only does the Lord know what is going to happen, he limits that knowledge to keep the forces of evil from changing what God has promised or what would, what would lead to their defeat. 
All right, well, let's take a break here. Uh, when, we come, when we get back, I want to start with Christ on the, on the donkey coming down the hill because that's really where it all starts to happen. I mean, all the way to the cross, three days, four days before the cross. Folks, uh, our website's prophetsinthespotlight.com, and there you can find our YouTube channel, our Rumble channel, and our podcast, and you can listen and watch all of our shows anytime you want. Of course, we're on television every Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and we're on, they replay that show on Tuesday nights at 11 o'clock. Many of you might not realize that. And uh, so uh, we appreciate those of you who uh, help us. We are a viewer-supported program, and we rely on the, on the gifts of God's people out there to keep us on the air. Uh, we do have something special from Brother Waugh, uh, a show that we did that's not on television. It's only on YouTube. Uh, we have that up on the website uh, that you can go and look at and, and get you a copy of where Brother, Brother Waugh shared something very interesting um, a message that he preached about things uh, that are better because of the fall in the garden. So uh, okay. that's on there. You can get that. Uh, so, Brother Wall, we got uh, four or five minutes left, maybe. So let's go back to the Christ comes down the mountain on the on the donkey, which was prophesied in Zechariah nine as well as Daniel nine. He comes right. he comes down. They lay the palm branches down. They cry out, Hosanna, Hosanna, glory to God in the highest. And, and he makes the claim that had they not cried out, the very rocks would have cried out, which is interesting. Um, so at this time, what you're saying is, according to 1 Corinthians, had the princes of this world known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Now those princes, there could be some human people there, Ananias and Pontius Pilate possibly. Herod. But you believe it's not just humans, but demonic powers, satanic powers, and uh, that are also princes of this world. And... Uh, and that, that they, they were clouded. They, there was a mystery here. They didn't realize that this was the plan all along and that Christ was going to rise from the grave, victorious over sin and Satan, and up from the grave he'll arise. And, uh, and Satan played right into it. So, That's right. You know, God's not the author of sin. He doesn't make anybody sin. Right. He allows us to be tempted. So he didn't make Satan get behind these men to have him crucified on that day. It was a it was a, a free will decision that he made to fill Pontius Pilate and those men to crucify him that day unjustly, uh, unlawfully. And um, the very day that uh, they rushed his crucifixion, they rushed the trial, that everything was rushed, was really the day that was prophesied for him to die. The enemy didn't know that. Until it was too late. And right down to the fact that someone, someone in the crowd started the chant, Give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. What? Give us Barabbas. Yeah. Had that not happened, I mean, who knows? A step further, the apostles did not fully understand. They yeah. scattered. Peter trying to, trying to fight with the sword. What would have happened if they understood clearly what was about to happen and the exact timing? They may have been preaching about it or speaking about it ahead of time. And Satan would have known. And he would have known. He would have known. He would have got information he wasn't supposed to have and had time to change it. So this, this, this is what you're saying is Satan doesn't, he's not omniscient. He doesn't know everything. He's, he's not omnipresent and he's not omniscient. And he didn't find out about the mystery of the gospel until it was already fulfilled. It's too late. 
He'll never be able to travel back in time and change something that's already taken place, or he already would have. We got a minute left, Brother Bill. Where where are we on the on the time clock here? Where are we on the span of time? How close are we to the end? I'm looking every day for Jesus to come back. Every morning I wake up, it's a surprise because I believe he's due, he's coming, and I'm still looking for him this year. I haven't shifted my focus to 2022. I'm looking for Jesus to come this year. Mm. 73 years ago, Israel became a nation, and we know the tribulation is, is seven years. Yeah. And um, the Bible tells us that that generation that sees the budding of the fig tree will not pass until all of those things in Matthew 24 are fulfilled. Yeah. And I'm still watching and waiting for him to come. He could come any moment, and uh, the door's about to shut. So mm -hmm. if you're not saved or if you know somebody needs to get saved, right now is the time to get on board. Yeah, because after, after that trumpet sound, it's kind of too late, isn't it? Well, thanks for coming on, Brother Bill. This this was powerful stuff. This and and there's much more. Uh, you got a whole bunch of notes here. There's much more you could have said. I know this was good stuff, and I thank, sure appreciate you coming thank on. Thank you for inviting. Me. We're going to have you back. So, all right. I hope you enjoyed the show. Well, until next time, keep your eyes on them sky.